Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of LGA. That is Lit, lit, lit Gaming, gaming, gaming arena. arena. For those of you who don't know, my name is Marcus and I am joined, as always, by Justin. Hey, I'm eating flaming hot Dorito cheese or Doritos. You don't even know what the fuck you're eating. Let's get to it! Welcome to episode 75 of the LJ cast. And yes, I am eating Flamin' Hot Nacho Doritos. I'm used to saying Flamin' Hot Cheetos because, like, that's the thing. But these are Flamin' Hot Doritos. And uh, it's probably a bad idea to do that while I'm recording a podcast. But, you know, we like to keep things wild here. Because not only do I have Flamin' Hot Nacho Doritos, I have... Mountain Dew Amp Game Fuel. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, that exaggerated jipping, jip, jipping, sipping sound. <laughs> the slurping sounds of Game Fuel. Man, that's people are gonna hate that. <laughs> this, this is uh a, a the the ASMR Power Hour. You hear this? You hear? You hear wait, wait, hold on. You hear this? God, I just I keep grabbing tiny ass Doritos. They're the size of like nothing. What the fuck happened to these? All right, here you go. I stepped on that bag. You know those soothing sounds of Doritos. People are gonna hate me for this episode. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's get back to business here. So, if you love that segment, give us five stars. If you hated it, give us five stars anyway. Go to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser.com. Search for Lake Gaming Arena. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. Share us with your friends if you enjoy the show. That would really help us out. Also, send us emails. Social at LGA.GG. And you can ask us questions. Leave us comments. Tell me how much you hated uh, that segment. We'll respond to it on this show, on the last part of the show, where we talk about things that the community are saying, and uh, and and I would love to, I would love to get emails about how much you you hate hearing me chew on Doritos in the podcast. I'd love to get any emails. Just send us emails, please, for the love of God, send us some emails. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is a X-rated podcast. Um, I don't know how you can rate something X when there's no visuals, but that's we're not we're but we aren't marked as explicit, <laughs> which I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I should. I, I don't because I feel like Giant Bomb says the same stuff as we do. Maybe not as bad sometimes, but um, they don't mark theirs as explicit. So I'm like, I don't know. I mean, should we? Should we not? I feel like there'd be like ish, some issues, but I don't know. I, I like occupying a mystery what is this podcast who's who are these people why are they saying cuck all the time (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah so we talk about games all the stuff we've been playing we talk about pop culture we talk about movies 
TV shows, Netflix, Disney Plus, all that fun stuff. Basically, the category is geek and gaming. So without further ado, let's get into what games we've been playing. So Marcus, why don't you tell us what you've been doing this week? Well, you know, so as I mentioned in the last cast, there is a game that was part of the Indie World Showcase called Spirit Fair, and it is on Game Pass, and I, I checked that out for about two and a half hours probably. But yeah, you're mostly just uh, on a boat, and you sail, you pick places on a map to like sail around to, and you scavenge goods and build stuff on your boat. Uh, it's not really, it's it's not a bad game. It's actually been getting like high praise. It, it's just kind of like a real chilled, chill out kind of game, which I wasn't super duper in the mood for at the time. Um, I'll probably go back to it, but really I was just playing that to kill time until the ultimate game of this week came out, Battletoads 2020. Oh my god. Battletoads! So... You were, you were, you are real upset last week, so why don't you, why don't you tell us about what happened with Battletoads this week? Battletoads 2020 isn't bad. Oh it, shit. I didn't expect that. It isn't bad. Um, I would recommend people check it out, actually. It's it's not bad, but it's kind of... I felt really old playing it, in a way. Um, oh, no. I, I, I think a lot of people are going to dislike it, for sure. Like, I don't know. There, there has been a real uh, divide, and I've seen people even call out, like, uh, places like Metacritic not being great because they, this game's going to get, like essentially buried wise because it's going to have a lot of like really low reviews and some really high reviews um a lot of people seem to really like it i i think my nostalgia is really preventing me from entering that atmosphere but the person who this game is perfect for is the the dad who now has kids and they can play this with their kids and be like, I remember Battletoads. And that's kind of where I have a bit of issue with it, is that it, it doesn't try to be like 100% the Battletoads of our generation. It is a Battletoads for the new generation. And I'm like, okay with that in all honesty. Like, you know, but it's a little sad to be like, well, like, I guess this is what they're doing with like a thing I loved so much as a kid, but... Yeah, it's not as... I don't like... Like, I, I, I finished the game basically during the last cast, but yeah. I don't like the characterization of the Toads. Like, they they just took them in a direction I never felt they really were. Like, I mean, Rash was always, like, the, the cool one. I mean, he had the sunglasses, and then Zitz was, like, the nerdy, high-tech future one. But Pimple was always oh, of kind course, because he had Zitz. <laughs> And then Pimple was always the meathead, but he, they kind of... It's not to say they don't necessarily fit that now, but, like, Pimple, I felt they kind of took in a more, like, like cyborg kind of direction. Um, oh, yeah. Which is kind of weird. And, like, Rash is obsessed with being, like, a superstar. And, I mean, Zitz is still, like, a nerd. But, I, I, I don't know. Just the, the voices they chose for them were not like the voices of yore i mean i get that way back on like the snes and like the genesis and nes that the any voice work stuff was like kind of weirdly yeah. 
processed, but but I don't know. And the, and even like the Dark Queen, they the redesign and like look, I get that they're trying to be a bit more PC and with the times, but like and I mean there's even a self-aware joke about it, but they like were like make her as unsexy as possible. Like I mean way back when it was like yeah, she's basically like in dominatrix gear like and i i just kind of am like why can't and she's not even a villain in this and it's just like why can't why can't dark queen be sexy you know <laughs> like what's wrong with yeah. that um but yeah it's just kind of like it, it it's not a battle like like playing through it that i was like it's a good game it just is like not a battle toads for me it is a good side-scrolling beat-em-up when it's doing that um they have like a lot of interactable things like you will jump from the foreground to the background, which is always cool um, and beat up guys there. But there's other just like cool, uh, like puzzly type stuff and collectibles to find. The background environments are actually really uh, inter like very intricate and well drawn. Um, and this game just like and in true Battletoads fashion, it changes paradigms a lot like uh you know, sometimes it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Sometimes it's a, uh, like, space shmup, shmup type game. Uh, sometimes it's, like, a run-based game. Like, uh, not like not like a roguelike game, but a, a run-based game like a, a runner where you're just, yeah. like, always going forward and you have to push the certain buttons to jump and interact with other things. Um, and then sometimes it's a platformer. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's got like all, and it's got like a lot of real classic throwback things. So, I mean, it's got the, it's got the bikes. It, it doesn't do them quite like the speeder bikes of back in the day. Um, cause it, it's like the environment's coming at you. And I, I believe one of the Battletoads games did do that. I forget which one, probably Battle Maniacs or maybe not. Battle Maniacs also had a, just a side scrolly dodge the shit one, but yeah, but regardless, it does have some sp speeder bike sections that uh, it's not. Unfortunately, I had to play uh, single player, so I don't quite know what it's like in co-op because uh, to the game's detriment, the game did not launch with online co-op or I would have played it co-op. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it's couch co-op exclusively, which is stupid for a yeah. for like a Microsoft first party studio. Uh but yeah, it, it's got, uh, like, so when you're by yourself, you actually control all three toads or some of the other characters that are in there. But yeah, it, it will be like once a toad dies, you'll just switch to the other one. But you can also just tag into like pimples, it's or rash like at any time uh, and disperse health and damage. And each of the toads does function a bit differently. Like pimple is slow and hits harder uh, Zitz is real fast, but doesn't hit quite as hard. And then Rash is like your, he's like a Mario. He's your, your mid tier, uh, where he yeah. does decent damage, but, and is just like a mid, mid speed as well. Um, and they all just have kind of unique, interesting moves uh, and combos within there that are actually like, have some pretty cool in animations to them. It, it, yeah. It's just, uh, and it, it's about like, it took me about almost five hours. It was like four hours and 45 minutes basically to finish. Um, you could probably do it in less. Uh, I was trying to get some collectibles throughout 
Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I think it is just as good, if not po like better than that Streets of Rage uh, that recently came out. It, it just is like, like I said, it is like a bit bittersweet to be like, it's not my Battletoads in a way. It's not, yeah. it's not rude and crude the way that those games used to be. It's not as violent. It's not like there is like air quotes swearing, but it's bleeped out. Like it is very family friendly in all honesty. And that's why it is like, it is kind of like you said, it, it looks like a flash animation and yeah, that it feels like that does go away a bit, like that effect while you're does playing. It? Okay. But it is very you much get, like, like used to it. Like since there is intermittent cutscenes that those it's feels like watching like a cartoon a lot of the times. And I don't think that's necessarily bad. Uh there was clearly yeah. a lot of work done in the hand drawn art for this. And I I my my bigger gripe there is that the the jokes don't play for me, but they don't play for me being like a old head and maybe looking at this over critically. It, I don't know. It, it tries to make like, it feels like a nineties cartoon and it makes just a lot of really bad jokes. And some of them yeah. are okay. And just, but they take a lot of swings and they miss. And I, I get that comedy writing, especially in video games is not the easiest but they had a lot of I felt they had more misses than they did hits. But once again, I'm old. So like early on, there's this just weird uh, scene where Rash is wearing a diaper um, and he's supposed to just have gone like full conspiracy theory. And he was wearing a diaper while making his conspiracy theory board. Yeah. And like I was like, I mean, I get like what you're doing here, but it just wasn't like that just wasn't funny to me. Um I thought the only funny part with that is when he like partially sits down and you hear like a squish in his diaper -y pants. But, <laughs> but yeah, I just uh I I feel it's sometimes trying too hard. Uh but yeah, it is like the music, because it's basically just guitar rift uh renditions of the original music, and they did even incorporate like the pause music a little bit it doesn't have like actual pause music but it it does incorporate the original like clapping pause music from the original battletoads um yeah in there and it, it's a very very good soundtrack and i feel that alone is actually worth playing it like to just be like man the soundtrack really rips <laughs> yeah um and it does have a it has several difficulty settings and i don't know but there is a but a difficulty setting that is uh i just played on the middle one which was toad but there is battle toad as the top difficulty and i don't know if that one functions more like the classic game where it just like resets you after so many deaths uh which would be pretty <laughs> brutal in some of the sections it because it, like i said it does have the uh speeder type thing uh where you're weaving in and out and it is like one hit kills on that stuff. You do like there is at least checkpoints, which didn't really exist in the original. Like not exactly, <laughs> uh, but they're at least pretty generous with the checkpoints. And it, it those sections, while difficult, are nothing. Nothing in this game is nearly as soul crushing as the original, like Battletoads and like any of the other uh, the original Battletoads games <laughs> like that but but don't get me wrong there are parts that are challenging and, and like 
I actually yeah. do think it has a decent ramp up to that. Like it does like, you know, it, it's almost like, oh, here's how you like jump and here's how you dodge and here's how you do like this thing. And then it's like, okay, like it gives you like a couple of easy ones of those and you're like, I think I got it. And then it quickly like ramps that up to like 11. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah. you think you got it down. All right, here's like a bunch of bullshit. And I actually like that uh, because it is reminiscent of the original games. Uh, I think in a lot of cases it wouldn't play as well, but because this is Battletoads, it works. And like I said, it's never as soul crushing as those original games, but it does. It has a a nice enough taste of difficulty that I think it, I think it pays good homage to the original. It's just, once again, it's not, it's not the Battletoads you want, but it's the Battletoads you got. And it's not the worst game ever made at it. Despite, once again, I know, I know, I mean, I talked about it on the cast. That game looked like a giant turd. Like, I, yeah. I still don't agree with the the art style they went with. I don't even agree with, like, a lot of the humor in there, but it's actually a pretty sharp beat-em-up game. I mean, there is, like, you can pull guys in with your tongue. You can actually use your tongue as a grapple hook to pull yourself towards them. You have qu- quite a variety of moves you can do to just beat guys up. And here's where the, I thought this was a weird addition, but maybe it's just my opinion on it. But the toads can shoot. They can spit bubble gum and you can stick guys in place. And yeah, I thought that was pretty weird because that's doesn't that never existed before as far as I can remember. <laughs> and I mean, like enemies will still like uh, when you kill certain enemies, flies will come out and you can, you know, eat the flies and get some health back. Um, and yeah, at least playing by myself, there was just a, uh, when a toad died, it would just be on a timer of when they came back. So it didn't have really lives. And I mean, you have unlimited continue, so that's always good. But, uh, I, I believe in co-op you have, you have to actually revive, uh, players. I, I don't quite know what that entails, but probably like a CPR mechanic or something, but yeah, Battletoads is actually Pretty good, and I mean, if you have Game Pass, I think it's worth checking out. It is kind of one of those mid-tier... I I think because of Game Pass, I think is the only reason people would be willing to check it out. And because honestly, even me, who's a pretty big Battletoads fan, I would probably not buy this game. Like, having played it now, I might have been okay spending however much they're charging for it. But... Like, out the gate, my impression from all the trailers and everything was really piss poor. Uh, And they, you know, I I think this team actually stepped up to the plate. You know, I just think they need better. They need better writers. The Toads deserves a bit better. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, it's, it's pretty decent. Uh, Check it out at the very least. If you're at all curious, I think it's. It's worth it. I, I think it's even worth just playing through for the like. I mean, like I said, it's it's only like four hours ish. I think people can spare that for the toads. I, yeah. I just I kind of just want people to play it because I do want I want the toads to get their they need to get their day. They deserved better. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. I, I just I would have liked something more gritty, more more gritty, more grungy than this but you know it's 
like I said, it, it doesn't, it didn't feel like it was made for the old heads. It's made for a new generation of fans. And I could easily see like younger kids, like, like a kid who was my age playing Battletoads, you know, like a, a kid who was, you know, five, six, seven, eight, getting into something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh Battletoads for you. Uh, not, not bad. Um, Boy, there was another game I played. Oh, I played I played a bit more Shinsekai, but I don't have too much to say about that. I, I God, that game, that Shinsekai is really just a relaxing game. Um, oh right, I platinumed Cuphead. <laughs> right, yeah, that was my weekend. It took me longer than I expected. Uh, Expert is really fucking challenging. Like, I mean, I I did it kind of weird because. You have to beat the game first to unlock expert, but then uh, I started with the devil, and he is a real bitch on expert. Uh, but but I because I was like, oh, I'll start at the back and then go to the front. Uh, but but after I beat the devil, I fought King Dice a couple times, and I was like, all right, fuck that. My timing is like way off. Like yeah, uh, it it it's it's one of those things where I think after fighting him on normal, it actually. F- fucked like so recently it fucked me up more for fighting him on an expert because all my timing was like the moves are slightly sped up some of the projectiles have like wider ranges and stuff like that it, like it's just slightly different enough that it fucks up your rhythm if you're already so used to it playing it on normal uh so yeah. so i went i went back and i i i went to the i was like okay i'm just since i have to do this plus pacifist runs um, so I just went back to the first level and I mean, most of those bosses were pretty easy in Inkwell one. Uh, but the, the more challenge there is doing pacifist runs on the, there's six run and gun levels and you have to go through those without killing anything. And like, I mentioned this before, but I didn't really know how to do it. So I looked it up, but you, there is a, uh, like you have charms in the game that give you like cuphead extra little things. But one of them is a smoke bomb that makes it. So when you dash, you go through enemies, um, which really you just disappear and then like reappear, uh, wherever you would have dashed to. And you can use that to avoid a lot of combat. You like, you're going to need that. You're going to need, uh, your special set to the invulnerability at certain points. Um, but yeah, you, you basically need that to get through certain things. Um, just so you don't kill anything because certain there's like soft blocks that sometimes you'll have to like jump and then use the special that will kick you up a little higher so you can jump over it. It, it, it's a real fucking pain in the ass. I'll tell you that much. Um, I mean, those first levels aren't really that bad. The second uh, set of levels in Inkwell two are a lot harder and Inkwell three is where the nightmares come in. That's, uh, those levels are already a doozy just to play. Uh, so doing it on pacifist is pretty hard. So I kept like, you know, trying with the smoke bomb and everything. And I, I wasn't making a lot of progress. And then I realized like, wait a minute, the, like both these levels don't have any like boss type characters in them. So, so I put on the charm that gave me two extra health and that made that a lot more doable. I'll say that much, but you do have to have a really real good understanding of hitboxes because you'll have to like basically be kissing enemies you like you'll be like right next to them and then you'll have to jump over their heads and dash it's a 
those pacifist runs are just not fun, but that was, uh, still not the most unfun trophy. I'll tell you that much. Uh, the, the most unfun is there is one which on Xbox is a zero point achievement. And it's like, I would, I would argue it's probably the hardest thing to do just, or it's like, it's the one that at least gave me like the biggest heart attack sensation, uh, which is on any of the, uh, like shmup type bosses that you're in a plane. Yeah. You have to do one of those as a mini plane, which when you're a mini plane, <laughs> you do like no fucking damage. So that's just, you have to hold down the dodge button the whole fucking time and you do like absolutely no damage. And I mean, the easiest way to do this is just be like, okay, I'm just going to do the first iteration of these fights and do it on simple mode, which is what I did. But the fight just takes so fucking long. It, it takes, it took about seven minutes. And it, so, I mean, like, imagine just dodging shit and, like, shooting an enemy for seven minutes straight. It's just grueling as all hell. Um, and that j- just being like, I can't get hit for, th- like, three times for seven minutes it is very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that... That one's just not fun, and it, and it's a zero point achievement on Xbox. <laughs> like, wow. it it's not really needed, but that is that's like, sucky. PlayStation, if you want the platinum, you're gonna have to do it. But yeah, then just like I didn't really like. I I always feel at least game wise in, in when it comes to Cuphead, there's always like you, you reach a point where you've reached like your skill cap, like your skill ceiling, and then you'll have to break through that at a certain point. Like there, there's a lot of parallels between Cuphead and like a fighting game. Uh, and for me, at least doing my expert runs was, uh, Wally Warbles, who's just a, uh, he's a, like a bird boss. And it's because my, like my ground play when I'm just like a regular Cuphead is like, I don't think I can get any better at my ground play, to be honest. Like I'm already pretty good at that, but in the plane, like when it came to shmup stuff, I was okay. But yeah, like I said, you you reach a like wall and then you'll have to smash through it. Like so, Wally Warbles took me a really long time, and then every airplane boss after that, I was like, oh man, I'm just like cruising through all these. <laughs> like the arguably, uh, people always say, uh, Calamaria, she's like a a, a sea maiden lady, a like a mermaid type lady, but a lot of people say she's like the hardest boss in the game and I'm, I've never personally struggled on her. And even on expert, I did her in three tries. Like I was like, I I smashed through that. Like no problems here. And, uh, usually the boss that gives me the most troubles, which he shouldn't, he, I don't know what trips me up about him, but it is the fucking robot. And I like smashed through that fight too. I did it in two tries. So I was like on expert. So I was like, I'm like cruising, but, Wally Warbles took me about, like, probably 30, 40 tries. <laughs> like, I was there for a while. Um, but fuck that guy. And then, inevitably, life caught up with me, and I got to King Dice, and that took me way too many tries. I had to adjust my kit a bit uh, of those, like, charms and, like, specials just to figure out something that I could use to work just because, like, all the timing and everything's just off about that fight on Expert, and it's just not it's not a fun fight it's like nine bosses in one or ten bosses in one technically i mean you you don't always have you you'll probably never do all nine plus k 
King Dice himself, but <laughs> you're you're at a minimum gonna do three, like optional, like three of these smaller bosses plus King Dice. But yeah, they. I, I think when I beat him, I think I did four plus him. Uh, and I got. I mean, I got to a point where it was like, if the hearts aren't in the right spots, I'm just gonna reset because I need those extra hearts. Like, I, I knew what I needed to do. I knew, like, some of the bosses I needed to fight. Like, essentially, I was like, if I don't roll a fucking three on my first dice and fight the cigar boss, I'm just not doing it. Because, like, the fucking... The cups and the poker pieces, they're not, like, hard bosses by any means. But I was just like, I'm not going to risk fighting one of them and then having to fight the fucking cigar and then having to fight whatever bosses I have to fight after that. So I was like, if I don't roll a three... And I don't have a, like, I need to have the heart on three and roll a fucking three. And if that doesn't happen, <laughs> I'm just resetting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I'm starting over. Yeah, it, it was a lot of resets. Yeah, but, sounds like it. Yeah, and it was, I mean, even when I won, I didn't really believe I won. And then, you know, after I beat him, I actually, like, poured myself a big old tall glass of rum and had myself a celebration. <laughs> I got the platinum and I deleted that game. Um, I'll reinstall it when the DLC is out. It's just the DLC is not coming anytime soon. So I was like, get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it, it's a very cathartic experience to just like platinum something and then just delete it. Like to be like, it's out of my life. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I got all the cuphead out of my system. I'm going to go back to Ghost of Tsushima, but I haven't quite really done that yet because I wasted a metric fuck ton of time watching Legend of Korra. I watched all of Legend of Korra. <laughs> oh, shit. I haven't watched, I haven't even started yet. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's a reasonable thing to not have started it yet. It's, <laughs> it just got on Netflix, but yeah, yeah. I, I watched all of it, and my opinion on that show hasn't really changed. It's, it's it feels kind of rushed. It, the last season sucks. I'm just going to straight up say, the last season sucks. <laughs> Uh, it does yeah, I, I don't remember much of the last season, but I, I'll give you a short rundown of that last season. It does a three year skip like Mako oh, and Bolin right. become like super stiffs where their hair is all like combed all like proper. Yeah. And like so they just kind of like and then Bolin's like, I'm helping, but he's actually like working for Kuvira, who is a character in season three, but has like one line. And it's like. <laughs> Like, they introduced Kuvira, like, you should know who this person is. They're the big bad now. And it's like, like, who? <laughs> who the f hell is this person? Yeah, that's the, pro the problem I had with that was the fact that it was rushed. And they just, I I, I feel like they, it like, and we've talked about it before. Like, in the first Avatar, there was an overarching enemy over the whole, the all three seasons with like people that were underlings to that one and this one is like there's a big bad guy every season yep yep it does it like there's a boss but it like the first like avatar the last airbender has a clear vision and it executes on it really well because it has like this overarching story and every season uh helps aid towards that towards the end you know this this one it it feels kind of disjointed and all over the place and here's where like I, I forgot a lot of stuff that happened in in Korra but I forgot that season two they introduce uh basically like basically Korra ends up killing a god or something like just short of a god yeah um and then so so Korra kills like a god and like 
well, I won't spoil anything necessarily, but some bad shit happens to Korra, but they don't really linger on that too long. They're like, okay, that was bad. But then in the next arc, they're like, all right, these four criminals, like, and they're just really bad dudes. And like somehow that fight and everything that happens in that fight is more traumatic <laughs> than, <laughs> than like fighting a God. <laughs> Yeah, and literally like the balance of all of everything potentially being thrown into chaos. And it's like, yeah, but these, you know, like four criminal dudes that almost just like killed you, even though you've almost died every other season up until this point. And, and <laughs> then that leads her to like kind of like she get, gets like hospitalized for a while and then like is out of commission for a few years and then comes back and kind of just sucks. <laughs> yeah. But. But it's like, once again, I, I feel the stakes of season two are when Korra had the highest possible stakes in the whole series. And then season three and four are not as big. So it's it, yeah. like you're not ending on your highest note. Like, that's just a fucking mistake. <laughs> and that's why, like, I, I actually really love all the villains in season four. But I, I mean, uh, in season three. And I just always felt those because they have like the waterbender that doesn't have arms. They got that like tier yeah. airbender. Um, they have the lava bender guy like, you know, they, they just got they got all the benders. <laughs> they have the combustion yeah. bender, which is like cool. And like all that shit is like there's some really great fights in there. I think that arc is like a, a really good arc, actually but I just feel its placement should have been before season two, <laughs> but you yeah. couldn't have done that because the events are see of season two are what leads there to be more airbender. <laughs> like that, that was kind of the consequences of what happens in season two is there's more there. There's like a rebirth of airbenders into the world. Yeah. And which I don't know. I've, I've always had issues with the, Oh, what is that guy's name? Got all their names are like mixing together. But yeah, the 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 airbender bad guy in in season three. Yeah, um, yeah, I forgot. I his can't name. remember his name currently, even though I just watched it. But all all of the names I can think of are like Kuvira right now. But but it, it it isn't it bizarre that he? I know you kind of took some issues with this character, but it's like this bad guy who has studied airbending like his entire life. He just really romanticized airbending. Happens to get airbending. Like, yeah, he just happens to be one of the few people that becomes like these new age airbenders. And of course, like, like my issues are similar to yours, I guess, where it is like he has he's suddenly God mode, like he's studied airbending a lot. But that doesn't mean it's like if I were to study a bunch of baseball, that wouldn't necessarily make me good at baseball. If yeah. I just went out and played a game. And that's kind of my issue here is that like. He didn't have airbending before, but now he has airbending and then he's just like a master overnight, like even beyond master. Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. Yeah. So it's it, hard it, to suspend your disbelief on that one. Yeah. I was like, come on, <laughs> come, come on. <laughs> like, like I said, I do actually enjoy him as a villain, but it was just kind of weird. I, I, I still like I think Amon is probably one of the better villains. Yes. Amon was. My friend didn't really like that. He was like, oh, uh, like uh, he's a telekinetic bloodbender. Uh, and it's like, I, I, it makes sense in that universe. 
Yeah. But, and I mean, they even, I was like, if they didn't have the hints of explanation that, like, during their journey, they ran into, like, you know, a combustion bender and, like, just weird benders who had special, like, very special abilities. And that it stands, like, even referencing, like, Toph invented metal bending. Like, that didn't even exist and was thought to be impossible. So it's like, it stands to reason there might be a bloodbender who can just bend at any time they want. Uh, But here's my question when it comes to Oman, and they never answered this, and it didn't necessarily need to be answered, but obviously season one of Korra really does pick up kind of, like, its focus is kind of around the consequences of the ending of Last Airbender, but... Um, basically Amon can take people's bending away and he is a bloodbender. So I always just assumed that he's basically lobotomizing people. Was yeah. that your assumption? Is that, yeah. <laughs> like they That's never really explained of... it. But this is where yeah. my, my greater questions come in. Did Aang lobotomize people when he took their bending away? <laughs> was Aang a bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> was, was bloodbending actually his means of taking it away or was his more supernatural? <laughs> I think his was more supernatural. I mean, as the avatar, it could be. I just was like, I don't think it was. It wasn't blood bending because it was like a weird thing where, like, if he wasn't strong enough, it would consume and destroy him. And I don't think that blood bending would be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna destroy myself now on accident. Yeah, I was like, I think it was more of like a spiritual ceiling of some kind. Yeah, and then like. Amon's version was like a bastardization of it. I I do think they they fuck up the end of that arc in a way uh, because they they leave that arc very consequence free and really like it ends in a way of just like we washed our hands of that arc. It's never getting brought up again. <laughs> like nice clean ending. Yeah, exactly. And I've never really been like it does some you know Deus Ex Machina type stuff at the end of that arc that I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> but you know, that leaves me to be like, why did you do certain things? If you were just going to undo it like 10 seconds later, you know, that's kid shows, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, it, it was kind of one of those situations where I was like, you didn't really like even uh, tackle the, the consequences of like the actions that happened at the end. And, and that's why, where I feel like Cora is a bit disjointed in that, like it doesn't handle it in that season, but they pick to do that at in season four to be like, okay, season four is where Cora is going to have her hangups over the events that happened in season three. And it's like, okay, you pick now to have like character trauma, but not earlier on when you could have done it then. And that's kind of why it, where, I mean, like we've always talked about where I'm like, I kind of, Wish they just either stretch like I mean any one of the villains they could have like stretched into the whole series. Um, I kind of wish they just did like Amon plus the end of season two, and been like yeah. that. W- that should have been stretched for four seasons worth. I think that would have been yeah for a sure. solid show. Then I mean I still even would have been fine with season three and four and had those stretched to another four seasons, but that yeah. would just be a separate thing. Like later, I, I kind of wish. Like it, it's also kind of weird that they pick uh, the the gap between season three and four to do a time jump because I kind of would have like 
in the original Last Airbender, the characters just kind of age over time and it just shows like that the yeah. characters just gradually got older. And I kind of wish it was a bit more organic like that, or maybe that there were smaller increments of time jumps between each arc. You know, so I, I kind of would have wanted like a much older Korra at the end, like, you know, in her probably like 40s or 50s would have been kind of cool. <laughs> have an extremely old Tenzin. <laughs> <laughs> would have been kind of cool, you know, and then, well, because then you would have had a chance for like to have like, oh, the the like airbender children as like children and then like, you know, teenagers and like, which does eventually kind of happen. Like so, at least one of them's like a teenager. And then, like, adults. And that would have been kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, and then, once again, another hang-up that I've had. Like, it it kind of makes sense in the universe. But from Avatar Last Airbender, like, let's, let's just say 100 years have passed, even though that's not even accurate. Uh, but let's just say 100 years have passed since, like, the events of Avatar Last Airbender to Korra, even though it's probably more like 80. But, like... Like all of a sudden they went through like a huge industrial revolution and there's fucking like cars and like aircrafts and trains and shit. Like, I, I don't know. Like they went from like a primitive society to all that shit in like less than a hundred years. I, I just don't, I just don't buy it. I mean, yeah. to mechs. I mean, come on. We don't even have mechs in the real world. I, I know, I know that's like, it stands to reason they would advance a lot quicker because they do have magic in their universe. But yeah, I mean, come on. They had like a literal future city in like less than a hundred years from like literal just villages. <laughs> it, it just seems like that's always, that's kind of bugged me. They, they also never address what happened to Sokka. They're yeah. like, here's Aang, here's Katara, here's Toph even. Sokka, he just died. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, I think they do address that he died, but I mean, they never, they, they don't say how they don't like really like you get him in only like a flashback and that's it. <laughs> it's like one flashback. Yeah. That's always kind of, I was like, I, what, was there an issue with Sokka as a character or something? <laughs> um, anyway, I, I guess I've gone kind of at length about this, but I did want to cover, we, we didn't cover in news, but I guess, uh, more information kind of came out about why the uh, the creative leads on the original Avatar uh, left the live action show. I guess Netflix wanted there to be more like they wanted to go darker with it uh, and add like sex and more violence and like more relationship type stuff to it. And I guess that's kind of why they left. Supposedly, that's at least Netflix's side of the story. Yeah. Um. And honestly, I think that is fine to add to it because I always felt that some of that stuff was implied, like not necessarily sex, but I was like, there was some like unspoken romance, like there, I mean, there was some romance, but I think there, like, there was some like unspoken romance type stuff and even like implied stuff that maybe happened off screen. Yeah. So I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad direction, but I just hope they don't get too hung up on the romance stuff and then they lose sight of like the actual story of that show. So, yeah, but we'll see. I, I'm just not so quick to, you know, like, like I said before, I'm not so quick to just be like, ah, those creative people are off of it. I, it, it'll never be good. Cause 
I don't know. Like I said before, I, I kind of, I think Korra has a lot of issues. <laughs> like, and that being a follow-up to Last Airbender, which is, like, obscenely well-made, is un- unfairly well-made. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we'll probably take a break. Yeah, we'll take a break, then we'll come back with more gaming discussion. Hey guys, this is Lisa Monahan. And this is Andy Claude Filter. And we are the hosts of 90s Court, a podcast that takes two awesome things from the 90s and pits them against each other in court. We present our cases and you vote online to say who wins. Twister versus Independence Day? Twister, obviously. Nirvana versus Smashing Pumpkins? Nirvana, duh. Bubble Jug versus Doritos 3D? That's a hard pass, neither. Join us for a ridiculous trip down Nostalgia Lane as we dive into the best games, movies, music, and more from the 90s. Subscribe now and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, welcome back to the show. And uh, we'll just uh, start talking about what I did. Um, So I ended up playing... Fuck, what did I play? Shit. Um... Oh, yeah, I started Carrion. What do you think of that game? It's good, I think. (laughs) Yeah, it's really kind of meh, you know, like... It's 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 solid, like, mechanically. I love the theme. I love the idea. Um, I think my... I really love, like, the movement's really cool. It feels... That feels really good. Um, Though the mood of it, I love the mood. The style is really cool style. I love that. But the part that gets me is the wandering around in circles trying to find where to go because there's like no sort of like mini map of like this section connects to this section. It's all just like I have to remember where I've been so that I'm not just going in circles all the time trying to find the next place I have to go to. Yeah, the lack of a map is the number one complaint I see. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. I've heard mixed things. I don't think it would have killed them to put a map in there, but I know they're, they're trying to be like true to like, you're a creature. You, what, you don't need a map. Like you're a, a monster thing. Like you're a flesh monster. So I, I would have liked some sort of like abstract to a map at the very least, like some sort of like, Hey, there's a box here and this, that represents where you, where you are. And there's a door here. And then like, I, like just something, something like very minimal at the very least, so that I at least I know like okay, I've I've gone through this room and I know that there's a door up top and there's a door to the left and I've been through to the door to the left. And I need to go up top. Like that's something like along those lines because there's a certain part pretty early on in the game where I'm just like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and you can, like, click down on the stick and do the little echolocation thing to find... Uh, yeah, like, well, that didn't fucking help me, because I'm like, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I... It, I, I, I eventually like found... an hour, and I kind of... Like, I may go back to that game, I may not. It's kind of... It's not a top priority by any means, but... Like, I didn't hate that game, but it's also, like, kind of... It's just there... <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's not bad but i mean i kind of fell off of it and i I, at some point i i got to a point where i'm just like i just don't i just don't feel like trying to wander around anymore and oh i i got to a new level so it's just like okay now now i just have to do more of the same 
<laughs> I guess. Like you unlock new abilities as you get further on in the game, but just uh, most of it doesn't feel like significant enough. Yeah, that's kind of like in the hour I played, it was kind of just like, okay, I get like, I get the idea. And I, I, I just didn't yeah. feel like it was progressing or changing fast enough and doing like newer, interesting things. It just felt like it's probably like, I mean, the game's only like seven, eight hours. So it is like, okay, if it's just going to be this for like, like me just mashing guys for seven or eight hours, I don't know if that's exactly the most entertaining or best use of my time. Yeah. I mean, I got to just past the point where you can cloak yourself. That's kind of, that's, that's about where I fell off. And then, but now it's just like, I don't, it's, it's good, but also at the same time, I got a little bored <laughs> playing it. But I know it's, I love the style and I love the idea of it. I love the, the idea of that, of playing the monster rather than the human fighting the monster. Yeah, you're basically like a flesh monster from the thing. Yeah. Just- or like, I like what you, what you said at the end or at last episode where you're like, yeah, basically like inside. It's like the end <laughs> of inside, but all the time. Yeah. But, it, when, and but then not as good you're as like, the end of inside. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, which is like, it could either be like, that could rather be the best part of it or also the worst part of it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of like, like being essentially like overpowered all the time kind of wears thin even though one like it's weird for me to almost suggest that the game is too long but it's like like seven hours really isn't that long but it still somehow feels like an eternity when you're just doing the same thing over and over um and not with not enough variance on that because you're just so overpowered and i mean that's like it feels fun, you know, like for the first, you know, like couple of guys that you just like beat the living shit out of is pretty fun and just like eating their bodies. And I know eventually like the enemies get more defensive type stuff. I mean, they I know I got to when they were like shooting me and everything, but I've heard they even get more stuff than even that. But yeah, I just I don't know. Seven hours of that just seems kind of tedious to me. Which sucks because I'm like I I want to really love that game, but I just know from what I've played that it I'm like it's not going to be on like a top ten list or anything. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's sort of like that game that I always forget the name of, <laughs> where it's like you you are also a monster in that game. It's that kind of open worldish one that was like on the I don't know if it was even on the was it on the I think it was a 360 game. Um, shit. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it though. Yeah, that's but that that was also prototype. fun. Yeah, prototype. Yeah. That's it. Like it's like that. It's like a two D version of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. and I mean, there's there's nothing really inherently wrong about being like middling. Like, mo- not all games can be champions. <laughs> you know, within a yeah. Given well, year. I mean, and. If, if you have Game Pass, it's at least worth checking out because if you don't like it, then you don't like it. But if you do, then they, hey, you got yeah, there's another game you that you like. Yeah, and I mean, it's so, only like 600 megabytes or something like that. Maybe not even that much. It's a very Yeah, it was pretty game. small. It was a quick quick install time. So yeah, that's pretty much like, all I actually Battletoads, end up playing. Battletoads, which is 20 gigs. Oh, God. Battletoads is 20 gigs because they're 4K that doesn't, assets. Okay, I was going to say, that doesn't look like... 
it's 20 gigs, but I, I guess if they're all 4K. Yeah, when I first then... installed it, I was like, how the fuck is this 20 gigs? And then I was like, okay, it's a 4K game. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I actually ended up playing this week. Um, trying to catch up on the podcast work here because uh, we're still a little behind on scheduled releases trying to catch up on that so i dedicated more time to try to edit stuff get things out of the way um i watched i watched something oh i finished watching japan sinks 2020 (laughs) that show that fucking show dude i have to say the part that you said is the pinnacle of the sadness of the show actually didn't do much for me i just i mean that was the thing for me, it was like, that was the point where I was like, come on. All right. Like, that <laughs> like was just for, the point where I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> for me, it was just that I saw that coming a mile away. Like, I knew that it was eventually it was going to happen. I also thought and the uh, wave scene. That was dumb. Was just hilarious. <laughs> that was dumb. I. I laughed at that too. I know. I, like, like, uh, I pretty much laughed at all the death scenes in this. Like I'm a terrible person. I mean, you see it like every from a mile away too. You're like, this isn't going to yeah. end well. <laughs> yeah, I know. But then they got your hopes up too, because you're like, well, maybe not. Maybe, maybe they're subverting my expectations. <laughs> and nope, they, they met those expectations um, to uh, fanfare. Yeah. I, I didn't, uh, yeah, that the part that was the pinnacle of sadness. I was just like, I don't. I saw it coming. I knew it was gonna happen, and it was like, and it was dumb. Like it shouldn't have happened. Like it. It, oh, it shouldn't have happened the way it happened. <laughs> like no, like, yeah. Like you knew, uh, something real bad like was gonna happen with this character, and then it's just when it finally happens, you were like, well, that's not how I was expecting it to be. And yeah, it like, and it was dumb. It was like you're it being was d- so overly dramatic unnecessarily. Yeah. <laughs> and it could have it could have been prevented. I mean, there could there's a different way they could have done it and it wouldn't have might not have happened. It was just I, I hated it. So I was just like, it's, it's stupid. I like that. But then uh, there's like other that rap scene that happens. Yeah, I like that. That was good. I this studio. I don't know what it is about the studio, but they love forcing Japanese voice actors to speak English that clearly can't speak English weird i don't know like i i mean like when you're when you hear them speak english it's like clearly like you can tell that they just got someone in there to say okay say these syllables like repeat after me say this and record it they have no idea what they're saying because <laughs> like the vo- the voice acting completely changes it goes from like actual voice acting to like saying syllables and it's like, and they're very quiet when they say it. There's no, like, there's no inflections or anything. It's just very, except for the one part, the one part where the, where, where PewDiePie, the pews, is, where, where he's all, Kite is his name, but I, I just call him PewDiePie, um, where he, uh, when they're going to get on that boat and they're like, no, ja- Japanese people only. And he was like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? And he, <laughs> his, his face gets all fucked up looking too. Like that was like the most emotion he showed in the entire show. And his face is all skewed and he was speaking English. <laughs> it was, 
but I don't because they did the same thing in Devil Man Cry Baby. They did a lot of like really random, just like, hey, we're just gonna make you speak English for no reason. And it it didn't add to anything when they did that. It was just weird to me. Cause it was like uh Rio did that whole scene where he like went on the national broadcast and was like, Yeah, I'm all these were all these people are gonna turn into to demons and I'm I'm speaking in and speaking in really terrible English. <laughs> uh, it was it just seemed really weird to me when they did that. I just but it was a good good show. I really enjoyed watching it. It's it, it, it's I mean a as fun as watch dis- at the very least as depressing as it is. Just um, PewDiePie definitely put in the most work. Like he's definitely the MVP of that entire show. <laughs> like Jesus Christ! Like give that. Give that dude uh, an award, which apparently I I don't know if it's spoilers, but people are saying like that he's he's a trans character. I don't know if the studios confirmed this, but like there's scenes where I guess like there's there's like scenes where I don't want to spoil the show, but there's scenes where they show something and there's like, oh, well, well, wait a minute. Maybe there's something here. But yeah, they never outright said it trans character but <laughs> you might you might have to watch that last episode again <laughs> maybe um it's it's kind of like an epilogue sort of thing like not really an epilogue but i don't know it's i really i really it that was that was probably the care i but there's that one point where like you think he's gonna abandon them and he he's just flying off and he's just like, well, see you later. And you're like, oh, man, if it ends right here, like if this is the end where they go through all this shit and now they're just like in the like just on this boat floating in the over over what used to be Japan. And and, <laughs> and he just flies off in this balloon. And he's like, well, smell you later. And, and then that's the end. <laughs> that's how it should end. <laughs> that should that would have because it, it would have been. Like yeah, everything happened. Everything that happened in the show is shitty. Everything <laughs> there's no good, no good ending. It's was, everything is shit. I mean, that's essentially how Devilman Crybaby ended. Everything is shit. Everyone died. Yeah, but the <laughs> universe recycled. That's true. That's true. But it was still a shitty. Like everything was shit. They, the studio they love everything to be shit. The I I can't I can't get over the animation of the show though. It's so stylistic and very like weirdly proportioned where they're just like, yeah, we're this arm just gets like way too big for no reason. But, you know, we don't care. That's just how we animated it. Deal fucking deal with it. It's not bad animation. It's intentional. Everything they do is it's it feels very intentional the way they stylize all the movements and exaggerate some movements and like facial um facial movements and and all that like it a lot of it's just it's really cool i love i love the animation that the studio does in which i can't even remember the name of the studio but i mean if i seriously recommend this anime and devil man cry baby i kind of wish the soundtrack was a bit better on this one uh devil man cry baby was that that soundtrack slapped man i really love that soundtrack this one not so much but i mean it was a depressing as fuck show um trying to remember if there's any other details i wanted to talk about but i definitely you you gotta if you haven't seen the show it's what 10 episodes i think it's It's not very long it's 10 or 12 it's really short um i mean i basically i mean i i watched like half of it and then i 
over a couple of days and then I kind of fell off of it. And then I came back and basically watched the rest of it in one day. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, I didn't finish watching this show. I stopped watching it. And part of it was because I was watching it in Japanese. I don't know if they did an English dub over the whole thing, but I just watched it in the original voice acting. Um, and lately it's just like, I have to be in the mood to watch something where I have to read subtitles. So like, like even, um, one of my favorite shows on Netflix, 3%. It's a Portuguese, it's a Brazilian show. They're speaking Portuguese in it. And it's, so it's all subtitles. It, 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 just came, it just came out. Season four, it's already out. I could swear I saw that it was getting a new season in September. That's weird. Are they doing season five then? Because like I literally just looked at it and it was like, watch season four now mm-hmm. when I was looking at it the other day. Well, I guess and I'm like, season four is already out. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, and I haven't finished season three because, like, I haven't really felt like watching shows with subtitles lately. Like, I started, I watched, like, a few episodes of season three when it came out, like, and it's, this is, like, one of my favorite shows of all time, but it's just, like, I just, I really have to be in the mood to read subtitles because a lot of times, especially lately, if I'm watching something, I'm also, like, on my phone, I'm also doing Twitter and, and doing podcast things, so... It's like I have to be in that zone where I'm like, okay, I'm going to give the TV like 100% of my attention because I have to read the subtitles. And it's it's harder to find the time to do that when I have so much other stuff to do. So I haven't actually haven't watched as much anime because of that, too, because it's like I, I either have to watch something that's dubbed in English or wait for something to get dubbed in English. If it's like a new thing that isn't simul simultaneously dubbed like some new stuff comes out is they do the whole simultaneous dubbing thing which is like man what a time to be alive because i remember i remember back in the day it's like yeah this show came out in japan and we're getting it like six years later finally (laughs) (laughs) and now it's just like oh it's dubbed like the next day some of those like like funimation stuff where they're like putting the episode out like the day after it airs in Jap- Japanese or something. It's cool stuff. I like that. I'm a fan. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't I, I like watching stuff in Japanese. But I just, like I said, I have to be in the mood for it. And I have to be able to be willing to just devote 100% of my attention to reading the subtitles on TV. Or else I don't understand what's going on. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've done. I mean, I, I watched the... F- one episode of the most recent like version of Zoids that came out like in what 2016 that was I hate Zoids now (laughs) that was was so bad like I like it it tainted Zoid like one episode tainted it so bad that I'm like do I even want to go back and watch Chaotic Century (laughs) Zoids was always bad I did shut your whore mouth I loved (laughs) Zoids Chaotic Century and then the one that came after that where they were like they're like they're they're the Zoids was like a a weird like game. It was like a game show thing, like it was the esports. <laughs> Zoids esports or esports. It was, yeah, I that's think basically it was just what it was. A sport. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's kind of esportsy. They're piloting robotic animals, which is weird. Another the, the the thing that really weirded me out about this one was like they're riding on top of the Zoids like they're horses. I'm like, Zoids but, are horses. but in the, in the original, there were, the cockpit was inside the Zoids and now they're riding them like on top and it looks like 
stupid and I hate it. Don't why are you doing this to us? I just can't get over the kid's Pikachu hair. He's got a Pikachu tail f- coming out of his head. Out of his forehead. It's weird. <laughs> his dad's hair was even weirder though, because it like wrapped around the front of his face over his eye, formed an X over one of his eyes, and then wrapped all the way back around the back of his head. And <laughs> some bizarre ass hair. Like everybody had weird hair in this show. The voice acting was terrible. Everything was terrible. I hated it. I don't I I almost I hated it so much that I don't even know if I can hate watch the rest of the season. <laughs> like I don't know if I could subject myself to it because I think I would just like give up on liking Zoids forever. I loved Zoids. I loved Chaotic Century. I loved the other series that came after that. Fusers was okay. Man, it's it's rough. It's rough shit. I can't can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. Don't watch Zoids Wild or whatever the fuck it is. It's dumb. It's the dumbest freaking. Oh, I'm I'm all sweating because of how mad I was about that show. It could be the it could, that could be the uh, flaming hot Doritos talking though. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that. Um. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, our question of the week. Uh. So let me pull that up here to find. Facebook post too. Come on, Facebook. Oh yeah. So before I mo- did the new question, I wanted to post, uh, or I wanted to. Uh, someone, someone had brought up, or someone bumped last week's question today and posted actually a really good one. So last week's question was the what's the best exploit or cheat you've used in a game? Um, and it was Marshall on Facebook saying in Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts. There was a trick where you could put a box on top of your vehicle in the hub world, then stand on top of the box and use your wrench to levitate it. This would lift your vehicle into the air and basically let you fly around freely, which you could use to sequence break and get stuff early. I honestly surprised that was never patched out. It's a pretty major exploit and it's not even hard to do. That was a real, that's a really good one. This is fucking break the game. Let's tear that game to shreds. Uh, let's see. I'll get to the uh, get to this week's. Let's let's see. How about let's start on Instagram. I think we got a couple comments on Instagram. <laughs> uh, Chris Bezina says Battletoads eat flies. Oh wait, I didn't even read the question. <laughs> All right, we'll start that over. All right, so the question this week is: You are instantly transported into the world of the last game you were playing. What game is it, and what do you do next? So Chris Bezina says, "Battletoads eat flies." And does he mean Battletoads twenty twenty? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Rum Runners says it's Red Dead Redemption Online, and I guess find someone to attack and kill their horse. That was that's it for Instagram. Thanks, Instagram, really pulling through for us on that one. <laughs> um, let's see. We'll get to Twitter. Now that now it's almost Friday, so all the people are posting the fall of Friday posts. Gotta sort through that. There we go. Okay. Okay. So first one comes in from New Dad Gaming. He says, level up in Final Fantasy 14 and finally get that damn dance emote. Um Tsunami Hub at Anime with RJ posted a gif of Grand Theft Auto 5. And he says, start drinking heavily. <laughs> <clears throat> Online Warriors podcast at Online Warriors One says the world is Fall Guys and I run around like a bumbling idiot through obstacle courses. 
and Ghost of the Stratosphere at Ghost Stratosphere. Also, Fall Guys and Try to Win. And Tycho uh, from the Weird Tales podcast at Weird Tales Pod. Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'd go walk around the museum and chill in front of the shark tank because that's the best place in the game. Um, Charles Walker at Fallen Monk D20 says, was playing the reignited version of Spyro. I guess I just have to start jumping through portals until I find my way back. <laughs> that's a pretty good answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, Grand Rapidians play video games at Grand underscore video says Blazing Beaks. I'd find the first shop and chill by the penguin lounging by the ice cube. If the flange flamethrower is available, maybe I'll go roast a fat chicken, but I'll be sure to avoid the exploding eggs. That's a that's a real out of context. Like if 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 no one knows the context of that, they're not going to understand that sentence. It's like, yeah, you, those are some words you said. Uh, grief burrito at grief burrito says mount and blade and i jank quit out of there just like i like i just did uh mission spooky at mission spooky says so still still effing around in skyrim uh definitely going to rift in the check on my cheese room and have a couple drinks with delvin and then check on mercurio my husband although i'll probably get toasted upon exiting rifton because there's always a damn dragon uh geek freaks podcast at geek freaks pod says i'm on azeroth and world of warcraft i'd open up a tavern always thought i'd be a good tavern keeper uh ghost of gamer past at the cb6 just says rusty trombones (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't i don't know what you're i don't know what you're saying gogp uh petri dish petri dish a science comedy podcast at dish podcast says crusader kings 2 so europe in the late 700s aside from the fact that i'd be totally unprepared and completely fucked i guess i do normal crusader king stuff like joining a satanic cult and trying to convert the pope to our corrupted ways <clears throat> Nerd Sip, a gaming podcast at Nerd Sip Podcast says, I suddenly find myself having the urge to collect as many teddy bears and syringes as possible if my life depends on it because I've been transported to the world of Risk of Rain 2. Uh, Nawa Otsel at Gaming Otsel says, Subnautica below zero and thinking about suicide first because I hate cold and the ocean. It's okay for me to play it, but not to live in it. Unless I get a Cyclops again, then I'm going to go deeper than the hole in my soul. Wow. That's some insight. Uh, Dwayne Harrison at Darkhawk1979 says, Microsoft Flight Scene. Hey, it worked. And that's the, that's the, that's the Twitter posts. Now we'll meander over to facebook we're on the uh the good old hard drive hangout uh hard drive and knuckles featuring dante from the devil may cry series group i think it's been like over a month since that you can only you can change your group name on facebook like once every 30 days i think i think it's been over 30 days since i've had this i'm surprised they haven't changed the name and there were a lot of comments on this one so i'm thinking i'm just gonna have to pick some of the good ones uh, Aaron says horizon Forza horizon four, put a McLaren into a tree at 180 miles an hour. God. Uh, Mario says far cry five. Nothing is different. Um, Bryant says fall guys. I fall. 
Uh, Jared says, the Outer Worlds, take down the board. Uh, Luca says, Alan Wink, no thanks. <laughs> uh, Mike said, Carrion. And then a gif of a guy shrugging saying, guess I'll die. <laughs> um, and then Jordan says, for honor. And then says, guess I'll die. Uh, Hatem says, Minecraft, so I guess I'm punching trees. Charles says, Skyrim, time to head home, kick up my feet with some skooma, and tell Lydia to carry my burdens. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, Daniel says, Darkest Dungeon. Oh, that's just lovely. <laughs> uh, ben says, Xenocrisis, I'm going to get killed by the stupid gas bomb bastards in, in the dunes area, aren't I? This one's probably my favorite one. Jeff says, Halo 3, and sir, you better believe I'm finishing jerking off. <laughs> Oh, here's another good one. Nick says, Hotline Miami, I'm masking up. <clears throat> Phil says, Grip, and then posted a, a meme saying, you can't go upside down. It's, it's, the, it's the angry nerd versus the, 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 the ha-ha. It says, you can't go upside down in cars with only tires. And then space cars go, brr, ha-ha. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Gene says, Fantasy Star Online 2, gonna replace most of my body with robot parts and become a cast. Kevin says, I have to go, I have to go to basketball practice for the Charlotte Hornets. Steve says, Hellpoint, probably dying. Antoine says, Neo 2, so I guess I'll just die. <laughs> and there's a theme with this, these replies here. Morrowind, continue jumping everywhere I go and let myself get pummeled by a mud crab to level up. <laughs> Robert says, Lies beneath, shit. Uh, Andrew says, oh shit, I've been transported to, uh, 1980s Germany and World War III just got declared. I'm surrendering to the red, I'm surrendering to the red army because I feel like living. <laughs> uh, Evie says, ghost of Tsushima, ghost of Tsushima, gonna find a rice paddy to splish splash around in for a living. Maybe take up archery if I can afford to learn to make a bow and eventually definitely get murdered either for being super gay or tripping over a language barrier. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, someone, someone will hire you as a samurai to murder that person for not speaking perfect Japanese. They'll claim you're they'll, they'll claim they're a bandit. <laughs> uh, ooh, Animal Crossing. Or no, Sam says, ooh, Animal Crossing. I guess do I... Do what do I do now? Because no consequences for not paying rent. Uh, Kevin says complex Doom invasion mod for old school Doom multiplayer. This is interesting, but the answer is circle strafe and kill everything to get a bonus crate. And then the last one, Adeline says Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm riding with the Edel Edelgard baby, and that's it. I don't think we got. I don't think we had any any emails. Um, double check here, but. I'm thinking, I'm thinking no, no one emails. I'm thinking Arby's. I'm thinking shit. Well, that's what Arby's will give you. That's only if you order the meat mountain. <laughs> I mean, that will stop you from shitting. Actually, that one will block. That will plug you up. The, the trick that it's called the meat mountain is because it turns you into a mountain because you stop shitting. <laughs> oh man. I've been craving that meat mountain though. As terrible as it was, I kind of, I want to go back and get another one. <laughs> that's eat it live on the podcast lit gaming arena asmr meat mountain meat ASMR. mountain edition yeah lit gaming arena meat mountain asmr <laughs> oh man oh yeah i i i meant to 
um, say this at the beginning of the show, so I'll have to, I'll have to do the beginning of another show, but I wanted to mention that Marcus was recently on the Precisely podcast talking about Paper Mario and his paper flat ass. <laughs> There's paper thin ass, or what was that? Yeah, his <laughs> ass is paper thin. God, that was... That that's probably the best episode of Precisely to to ever been recorded. I was I would agree. I mean, I, <laughs> I, it's the only one you've been on. It was a uh, Christ. There's 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 a part where I was laughing for like a solid five minutes. Like I just kept thinking about the the joke, and I was just like, oh God, I'm still laughing at it. <laughs> seriously if you guys haven't heard it you definitely need to go check out the precisely podcast which i believe their website is precisely.live let me check precisely.live let's see what that brings me yep that brings me right there um so yeah you can find them at precisely.live is their website or on whatever podcast app you use just search for precisely podcast uh, once you see the logo with a horrifying skeleton with a Game Boy for a head, then you're in the right place. That's that's the precisely logo. It's this crazy looking skeleton with a Game Boy for a head drinking beer. It's a it's a sight to behold for sure. But yeah, it's a really it's a really good show, especially the episode Marcus was on. It was so funny. Um, so be sure to check that out. So help, help support our, our podcast friends. Um, but since this is the end of our episode, we have to, uh, we have to do the tradition of first, we we're going to, we're going to tell you to go to our website, LGA.GG, check out our gilded at chat.LGA.GG. Send us emails at social at LGA.GG. You can follow us on our social medias, just search for Lake Gaming Arena on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You will find us there. And if you enjoy the show, share us with your friends and give us five-star reviews on Apple and Pod Chaser. That'll help us out a lot. And now we just uh, put a big old bullet right in the podcast. Yeah, put a bullet in that <laughs> cast. Shoot it. And that's it. That's, 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 that's the end of the show. So see you next time. Peace. <laughs>